0: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Runners Only with Dom Harvey. That's me. Thank you very much to my friends at Triumph and Disaster for sponsoring this episode. Triumph and Disaster, fantastic men's skincare. You can buy it at farmers, buy it at department stores, buy it online, or if you're in Auckland, go to their flagship store in Ponsonby. I love these guys so much. I'm not just saying that because they sponsor the podcast. I've been a big fan of theirs for years and that's how this collaboration came about. Alright, big episode coming up, one for the running nerds. Laura Nagel, five years ago she had a knee injury, a doctor told her that she may never run again. This year she has dominated the track season in New Zealand. She's unbeaten, she's won the national titles for the 1,500 metres, 3,000 metres and 5,000 metres and she's running times that she hasn't run for like the last eight years and it's an honour to have her on the show. Laura Nagel, enjoy.
0: Hey, Runners Only, yeah, yeah, let's get it started This is Runners Only with Dime Harley Uh, Fast paced, slow and steady, anywhere you coming Uh, Just want to connect for everyone who loves running This is Runners Only, yeah, yeah, let's get it started This is Runners Only with Dime Harley Uh, Fast paced, slow and steady, anywhere you coming Uh, Just want to connect for everyone who loves running Hey, Runners Only with
1: Dime Harley Runners only with Dom Harvey and Laura Nagel. Hello. Hi. First of all, what are, what are you doing this year? Like you're unbeaten. You've got to the end of the season. You're, you've never been beaten. Yeah. What? Are you, what? Um, Why? Is so different in 2022?
0: Um, I think for me this year, everything's just kind of everything's just kind of come together. Um, and. Yeah, my, I always keep saying, especially with the girls in our group, I'm like, I'm 30 years old, I'm old now, <laughs> that I've kind of just like learnt a lot from in the past and yeah, I think COVID has actually helped me. I know a lot of people COVID has been really, really tough for, but um, for me, I was able to get in a lot of really consistent training and able to rest. That's actually <laughs> probably the key to what's changed for me in the last year is I've actually learnt how to rest properly, which... Yeah,
1: so, <laughs> <laughs> but that's like, yeah. the, it's like the, the form of your life. It's just been phenomenal. Like, did you did you ha- did you have a feeling it was going to be a good season? Like, could you, could you look, look at your training and go, okay, I'm 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 hot shit at the moment.
0: Um, I wouldn't <laughs> I really <laughs> want to say that, um, but yeah, I I mean, I knew it was going to be okay. I also I didn't I didn't really know either because I um, obviously I, I, my best times are from well, were from 2014, 2015 so.
1: That's a long time ago. It That's was seven years ago. ago. Is yeah. that when you were in the states? Yeah. yeah, when
0: I was in the states, and I had a great setup up there. Absolutely loved it. I just there's, there was always that fear I'd come home and wouldn't get back to my best, which basically happened for up until this year. So, why why,
1: yeah. why do you think that is? Is it because you just had um, like really good training partners in the states, people that kept you honest? Is that the
0: Um, yeah, probably a few things, like I, when I came back from the States, I went back to Hawke's Bay, and then I was basically by myself, so I could keep, I kind of kept that training going for like maybe six months, and then I got injured, and then it was so hard to get back from being injured, and then being by yourself, running with no one, and yeah, it was just, it was really mentally hard, and then obviously, probably first time I had to have a full-time job, although I was working when I was in the States too, but it was just, yeah, it was really different, and it was really hard.
1: <laughs> yeah, so at, at the time that we're recording this, it's like the week after the um, Night of Fives, which was um, a fantastic event that you organised, and then you you went and smashed it and won the won the 5,000 metres. Fastest time in eight years.
0: Yeah, Um. I I was saying, like, right after Nationals, I was pretty cooked. I was really ready for a break, So, but I still wanted to do those last two races this season. Ran another 1,500 PB, which I was really happy about. I probably wanted a bit quicker, but at the same time, I knew... I was literally on kind of dead legs, <laughs> and then the same thing with nine to five. So I was pretty happy that nine to five went the way that it did. Um, if I had to run maybe a couple of those Ks a wee bit quicker, I might have dipped under sixteen. But <laughs> yeah. but that's okay.
1: Because <laughs> for the um, for the distances that you're running like fifteen hundred, three thousand, five thousand meters, should you be should you be past your prime now? Like um, at 30? Do you know what I mean? No. Should you be eyeing up like h- half marathons or 10,000 metres now?
0: Yeah, so like no, I don't think so. Yeah. Like, I I mean, yes, I would like to do those and I would, I really want to smash all of my PBs there because they're still I, for me, they're not where I want them to be but I think, I mean, you're seeing so many women across the world now that are actually peaking in their late 30s so like for me, I'm like, I'm, I'm still fresh. <laughs> I'm still young. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I
1: mean, you, 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 yeah. you've proven that this year. It's phenomenal.
0: Yeah, and I think with yeah, as you kind of get to 30 and then onwards, yeah, priorities shift. But I also think you start to realise what actually works for you and not mm. what works for one person doesn't work for another. And I think that's kind of what I've found.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you in the Commonwealth Games? Are you in the, the Commonwealth no. Games? No. No,
0: no. So I, I'm a wee bit off standards. Um, right. I definitely, if I had maybe another year up my sleeve, I think I would be able to get there. But um, I've just kind of decided, like, this year – I'm wee bit too off for those things and yep. I need a few other things to go right. So I think this season's kind of been a really good builder for me and I just feel like, like it's there. I just need, um, yeah, just a wee a bit, bit more time. time. Yeah, a bit just more time. sharpen that knife. Yeah, and also just like probably maybe throw myself into like an altitude environment at some point too, just to kind of – all those little extra one percenters, which are really hard to get right. Um, and, yeah, so – Got To work out that plan soon to try and aim for Paris, but um, yeah, when's that
1: 2024? So, a couple yep. of years away, a couple yep. of
0: years. So, I think within two years, I can kind of do that. And I think I'm also in like a place in my life where I'm like, all right, I feel like I can maybe give that a crack without feeling like I'm like letting my career completely go to crap. That makes <laughs> yeah. sense, yeah. <laughs> it's, well, it's so hard, <laughs>
1: isn't it? Finding that balance because there's not, not a lot of money in running, is there?
0: No, definitely not. I mean, you don't become a runner to get rich, that's, yeah. Same as I've discovered with
1: (laughs) doing a podcast about running.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not easy, Um, you definitely have to love it for what it is um, to keep being able to do it, Um, yeah, even like, especially in, in New Zealand, like, prize money isn't exactly, Through the roof. (laughs) Yeah, what what is it? Like
1: a grand here and there sort of thing?
0: Yeah, if you get lucky. um, Like, I think there was one race I did, which I was really fortunate. Like, I didn't think it would go that well. I broke the meet record, which had a really good bonus in there. But, like, that was maybe just over a grand. So, like, yeah, that that maybe pays for a pair of shoes or two, but that's, that's about <laughs> yeah, it. It doesn't go far,
1: does it? <laughs> no, no. God, it's yeah. gas money. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. You're trying to get to places and just different trips and stuff when you think about, like, if I do want to go overseas, like, there's your flight gone right yeah, now. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, okay, so so Paris um, 2024, that's, like, the big long-term goal. Yep. What, what sort of events are you thinking for Paris? Uh, 3,000,
0: 5,000, 15? Yeah, so I would love 3K, but there's yeah. no 3K. There's only a steeplechase. Oh, there's, I would, all right. Yeah, I would probably, like, break my ankle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, I don't think the 1500... I mean, I might be able to in the 1500, but I think 5K is definitely my better shot. Um, I'm a wee bit off that, but I just... I don't know, I just, I have this belief in myself that I think I can do it. Like, I just, yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay, well, yeah, so so last week in the night you ran um, 16.04, which is, for, it's crazy quick. It's <laughs> phenomenal. Where, where do you need to be for the Olympics?
0: Um, Olympics, so you basically need to run an A standard to qualify for New Zealand, which I think is about 15.04. So, like, it's a good minute off. I've run faster. My PB's a wee bit faster. But, um, yeah, I just think if I can get in the right race after a good, really good block of training with some good people I think I could definitely get really close if not yeah under that who knows
1: (laughs) yeah oh how exciting all right can we go we'll we'll go all the way back so so you're you're at intermediate you're playing badminton you hate running (laughs) how do you how do how does it start how do you get into running yeah why did you hate it first of all What was your beef with running
0: I I just remember like we used to I know, I think I ran an intermediate I was always like really competitive with like, you know, you'd try to get the house points and that was always really fun for me. I used to do that with my friends and everything and I must I think I qualified for like intermediate school champs or something and then they'd make you run a loop at lunchtime to train for that. And that was like like you'd go outside the school gate and then you'd be running on the concrete. <laughs> so like that in my head I'm like, no, that's probably why I didn't like it. Um, and I think it just was I don't know. Just not fun. It wasn't like a sport where you're trying to get points. It just, yeah. It's
1: kind of boring. Yeah, and a lot, yeah. a lot
0: of kids don't like running. A lot of people, not even just kids, don't like running, and I totally get that. <laughs> it's yeah. just not for them. Yeah.
1: I, I reckon, um, I've got a theory about that. I reckon, uh, like, the, the school I went to, Palmer's North Boys High, if you forgot your PE gear, as punishment, you just had to, like, run, run around the, run laps <laughs> of the field in your uniform. So th- there's almost like a, and then you're forced to do this, the school cross country, so people just have like a hatred of running.
0: Yeah, and I think, I think with that too, like, you'd always be in your PE gear, which weighed like 10 kgs. So that was <laughs> never fun.
1: <laughs> so, so, when did you discover you're real good? So you, you go to you go to Taradale High School, and yep. then you you smash like the, the school 3000 meter record or something by yeah. like a minute. Yeah, so, so we're, I, you, were you just naturally good.
0: Uh, yes and no um, I, like, between intermediate and high school I thought I was getting fat um, So that was really good to think at the age of 12
1: said <laughs> it's really unhealthy, are you? Yeah Why, Where did that come from?
0: I think just, it's probably the same story Like, you see things in magazines Or you hear, like, you know, your friends Or, like, you know, there's a certain girl at school You're like, oh, I wish I looked like that Because of all the boys, blah, 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 blah um, Which is really stupid um, So, yeah, I just ran a loop of my family orchard Which... Um, basically once a day during that summer between intermediate and high school uh, I didn't really think too much of it like I just used to go and do that um me and my siblings and kind of friends and stuff we were always really active like we'd be out in the orchard for hours yeah. on end doing stuff so don't know why I thought I needed to do that um were, were,
1: were you and like in, in hindsight were, were you a healthy weight or were you yeah I was absolutely yeah, fine like yeah. I
0: look at photos I'm like there was Laura, there was nothing wrong with you, like, at all. So, yeah, obviously just, like, something got in my head that that was the thing. Um, So, yeah, then I got to high school and, again, still competed with House Points. And uh, they always held, like, the 3,000 metres – like, at 7am before school one day, so I was oh I'll go jump into that, get some more points, no no one will do that, because it's 7 in the morning. 7am,
1: <laughs> god, now you're doing 9 to and so that's like the opposite end yeah, of the day, it's yeah. like close to midnight. Basically
0: my bedtime, um, yeah, so... 7am,
1: why 7am, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, I guess it was just the only time it fit, because it was like, there was like athletics and then swimming, and then like, there's just so much going on, yeah. so yeah, and then I, I found out the day after that I broke the record, school record by a minute, and... The sports coordinator at the time, who ended up being my coach, he'd asked if I would come along and train with their small group of um, athletes. One of them happened to be a girl who went off to the States who was a bit of an idol for me. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, just kind of – I think just through that and me being quite competitive – and just going to training twice a week, that's when I started to like slowly chip away at things. Um, I think actually Angie Smith, a few, maybe it might've been last year. She kind of took a screenshot of results from year nine and I was like 50 something in the race. And then there was a whole bunch of girls that are still running now that were like top 10. So I was like, you know, you or can. was this like in the New Zealand secondary schools? <laughs> yeah, New Zealand secondary yeah, schools, yeah. and I was like, wow, okay, because yeah, I feel like a lot of people kind of give up if they're top 50, and they just don't keep going, so yeah, that's kind of how I got into it, and then eventually how I started doing a wee bit better, just... By going to training twice a week. <laughs>
1: mm. So, so what sort of what sort of times were you doing like back at that age, like a, as a teenager in secondary school? Oh, can you remember what your like kilometre time was or your five thousand time?
0: Um, I remember. Uh, by the time I got to seventh form, I think I ran like four t- four twenty nine or f- for fifteen hundred, and then wow, yeah.
1: were you were you faster than all the guys at your school?
0: Ah, that's that's almost. a that's a, that,
1: <laughs> that's a very quick fifteen hundred.
0: Yeah, yeah. I wasn't wasn't faster than all the guys. We had a couple of guys on the team, um, on the small squad that we had. Um, but yeah, I always love beating the guys. Those. that's always something <laughs> 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 I uh, quite enjoy doing.
1: So. Yeah, I bet. Yep. <laughs> I bet. I oh, own that. Own that. And then um and then you go to the, go to the states. Uh, you, where's Rhode Island?
0: Yeah. So uh, Rhode Island is. Forty minutes or about an hour south of Boston. It gets pretty cold in the winters, um, but some pretty nice fall, kind of summer mm. times. But
1: yeah. How does that come about? You just, um, you get on the, you, you have some good performances, so you get on the radar of some of the universities, and hey, did you have any other scholarship offers?
0: Yeah, so I, I was like, like I said, I mentioned that girl before who went over, she went over to a school, loved it, but didn't quite like the coaching kind of environment, so I was like, okay, I don't want to go there, but I want to go. Um, And so I did a lot of research, at the time there used to be a website called New Zealand or NZ Run, um, so they had a list that had basically all the schools with all of the New Zealand athletes that were there and I was looking through and I'd seen Kim Smith at Providence College, reached out to her, I was like, hi, like I'm Laura, you probably don't know me, I've done this and I'm really looking at... scholarship to the states and this she is, was this like is kim
1: smith the marathon runner yes. right yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> absolute legend yeah. um she was like look i'm biased here's providence i would, like get in touch with ray and from there it was just that was it <laughs> um i did have a couple other schools reach out to me but i was just pretty sold on everything i'd heard from both kiwis and then also talking to ray um at the time as a coach and, yeah, that was basically how I went over. What do
1: you get as part of your scholarship? Like, do they give you some money or do they pay for your flights, accommodation? What's the deal?
0: Yeah, so what they do, basically, you find your way over there with your own flights. Um, but from there, like, your accommodation's taken care of, your food's taken care of, all of your... F- Travel to races is taken care of. You get, like, a lot of gear. Uh, Not every school is the same with gear, but we were treated really nicely, so it was awesome. Your education is paid for. Basically, I didn't do anything. I I basically just had to pay for my flight. So (laughs) it was, like, yeah, kind of like a dream come true. Like, I was, like, I didn't really – I basically, once I turned 15 and knew that my friend had gone to the States and loved it, that was my only, like, that's what I'm doing. There's no other option. Sorry, like – that's it, um, so I actually got injured in year 13 for like about six months, and I was like, oh my no, my dreams are destroyed, how am I <laughs> going to do this, uh, eventually came back, which was cool, and then, yeah, so that's kind of Providence, I guess, that's how what, they end up covering basically everything that you Yeah, need. that's a
1: sweet deal, and you, yeah. you bloody loved it, you overstayed it, well, you were there, you are basically a, a resident, you were there for six years,
0: Yeah, two degrees. I, yeah, I... Um, the plan was only to go for four, yeah. as, as everyone does, because you, you know you think, "Oh, I'm going to come home and whatever." But uh, yeah, pretty quickly after about two years, I started working in sports info and kind of saw the path that I could also get my grad school paid for by working at school too. So, yeah, stayed for six. So, how old
1: were you when you went over? Like 18? Yeah, eighteen?
0: Yeah, I would have. Yeah, eighteen. So I turned eighteen in February, and then would have gone over in August. Yeah. Yeah, July, August. Yeah. Were you, were you homesick?
1: It's a long way from home
0: Um, No I was like I was like at the point At 18 Where I was like New Zealand's such a shithole (laughs) (laughs) I
1: think everyone does that Yeah I'm (laughs) like
0: I need to get out of here This sucks Um, And then Yeah Every summer Because I stayed For a year and a half Before I first came home um, Ended up being taken down to Florida with a fam with family a friend, which was really really cool. And then I was like, well, I don't want to go home in winter, so I ended up working on campus that summer. And then yeah, came home eventually after a year and a half. wasn't homesick, but I think with the four weeks leading into coming home for the first time, yes. As I was there longer, I definitely got more homesick. Um, yeah. Don't know, don't know what it is. I guess it's just as you get older things, priorities you get a change. bit wary. Yeah. yeah. And then you realise every time you come home that New Zealand's bloody cool. <laughs>
1: yeah. But it must have been um, a crazy eye-opening experience being from the Hawke's Bay and, and going over, over there. Like, did, it, did it feel like you'd walked into... I don't know, like the set of Clueless or, you know, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mean Girls? Yes,
0: um, I, I'd i never really gone much overseas prior to that, and my whole perception of America was the movies, so I was thinking, yeah. I'm going to go to Providence, there's going to be like cheerleaders, there's going to be football teams, there's going to be sororities, <laughs> pep rallies. Yeah, literally all that. Um, it turns out Providence doesn't have a football team, they have basketball, which was awesome, and... No sorority life, but there was a kind of similar setup, just because of where it was, but it was very, um, it's a very, very wealthy school, so you did see a lot of that side of things, yeah. which was quite interesting, uh, especially me coming from like Little Orchard in Hawke's Bay, like mm. walking to the supermarket in my bare feet, like, <laughs> like a very different kind of thing, but no, it was it was amazing and I loved it. So much, yeah.
1: You, you bring up the barefoot thing. Like that's that's funny. I feel like that's a New Zealand and Australia thing. Nowhere else in the world is that acceptable.
0: No, and I I don't think I would actually ever do it in America anyway. <laughs> like, yeah, no.
1: And, and how good was the um, how good was the running over there? Did, like, did you get over there and you were you were like hot oh, shit on the team, or were you like suddenly, oh my god, I'm I'm nothing special?
0: Um, I I actually had a kind of nice um. I guess, eye-opening moment right before I got to Providence because I went to World Junior Champs, and I at the time I thought, oh, yeah, I'm so good, like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And then I get to World Junior Champs, and I barely finished 16th, I think, in the 3K. I was like, wow, I suck. (laughs) So it was kind of like a really good eye-opener to be like, okay, you're going to be thrown into this school where you're not the best, you're going to be racing against the best, and you just have to work your way up. Um, I did pretty – I guess I did do well-ish my first – Sort of six months. Well, my first race I did anyway, but then I got injured and basically broke my foot because what ended up being Reds kind of had turned into a stress fracture, um, which I didn't really know too much about at the time. What what
1: Reds? Reds, yes, yeah, a so relative red? energy
0: deficiency, um, which is basically it used to be called the female triad, but obviously now it's kind of the change the term because it's not just with females okay. it's just we hear a lot more about it with females so basically kind of the never-ending sort of triangle of um, not eating enough food for the energy that you're outputting and therefore that kind of starts to take a toll on your body over time um, the longer you leave it the probably worse it's going to get you tend to see a lot of bone injuries um, yeah and then long-term side effects, which um, are more and more talked about now, which is really cool, but it's yeah, it's a bummer it wasn't talked about back then or even earlier because it's probably um, yeah had pretty some pretty bad effects on a lot of people in the past. <laughs>
1: is that right? How so?
0: Um, well, I guess one of the kind of bigger ones is a lot of females end up losing their periods for an right. extended period of time. Right. When that happens, obviously – that's your whole menstrual cycle. Your bone density can decrease from that. And then if you're <laughs> going to keep going down the track, it can prevent you from being able yeah, to have babies, fertility. everything yeah, like that. Yeah. So it's um, it's something that a lot of younger girls don't think about. Like you know, when, when I was 15, there's no way I was thinking about having kids.
1: No, it's the, or, last, thing yeah, knew, it's the yeah. last
0: thing you're thinking about. But I think, yeah, some people end up – making a few poor decisions there, not, and not necessarily about any fault of their own. It's just kind of things that have happened or the way that they start thinking and not fueling themselves properly that lead to this
1: sort of... So what is the solution? Like, Is, is this because is you're training too hard or is it just like a nutrition-based thing?
0: Um, it it, it can be a combination, but a lot of it, is, it tends to be around like not fueling yourself as well. Okay. Um, but sometimes, yes, it definitely is training too hard, Like especially if your body's not ready for that kind of training. But there are some people that might be training hard and... Well, yeah, and just not f- fueling enough. Like, they might be close, but not quite there, so then their body starts to sort of break down those, break down the muscle, and then it has that longer-term effect, so, yeah.
1: <laughs> if you're at that level, like, you you want to train as hard as you can, right? Yep, yep. So, training less is not, not an option, I guess.
0: Yeah, and, and, like, I think it's not just training, too. Like, you're yeah. trying to live. Yeah. <laughs> Um, how do you mean? How do you mean? Well, I think a lot of people think, oh, yeah, well, I'm eating enough for training. I'm like, yes, but you also, like, you know, your brain needs that energy to function. Like, you're still doing other things other than just running. Like, there's – I think there's a lot of people that might kind of forget that sort of element too. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a hard thing to get right, but, um,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did your foot break? Um, what I
0: there? Yeah, so it was kind of – it was a weird sort of thing that happened. I had finished a cross-country race and maybe 50 minute, fifty metres before the finish line, I think I remember it felt like I stepped in a hole and I couldn't walk after that race. And that was my first one of the season. Like, our team had done really well. I'd finished really well individually and then I couldn't walk. I was like, what the hell is going on here? And then basically for the next seven to eight weeks up until regionals, I would go see a guy who would, like, push my bone back into place and that's what they thought had happened the day before Nationals, which, you know, NCAA is, like, huge competition, like, a lot of things on the line. Day before, I'm in tears. I don't tend to cry a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> to, to have, like, to kind of get to that point, um, obviously, it was quite bad and basically didn't race.
1: You were in tears because you, you you're in pain? Is or it, you're, yeah, a okay. lot of pain. And, right.
0: But probably a mix of things. Like, I was like, I, I need to race. Like, at the moment, yeah. I'm, like, our number five runner in cross country. Um, in the States, you add up the top five places, and that's basically where you finish. So, that number five runner's out, then all of a sudden the next person has to be that. And if they're not quite there, that's, that is a lot of pressure and stress on that person if they didn't think that that was their position. So, yeah, yeah uh, it's
1: hard. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And you've had other inju- injuries as well. like you in a knee operation a couple of years ago? Yes. Well, what other injuries have you had? So you broke your foot.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have always had kind of knee issues. That's probably main ones um i have had a hip thing before that put me out for like two weeks but um yeah it's usually my knees um i had this yeah this knee injury basically got it eighteen. would have been about 2020 um, right, or 2019 t- you know
1: 2019 right. yeah what I was that uh, what arthritis or something
0: yeah so i basically i started to get this knee pain which didn't really make any sense to me no one could figure out what it was i had scans and then my knee was swelling up like it was like double the size of my And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. the knee and I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> like, it doesn't sound good. Like, someone tell me what's happening and no one could tell me. They eventually told me to go to a rheumatologist and I was like, what? I'm 25. Like, I don't... I don't have arthritis, they said basically I wouldn't be able to run much again, because at that point I was getting like, well I was getting sharp pain, which to me in my head was like, that doesn't, that doesn't equate to arthritis for me, like not from what I've heard, um, and a lot of things just didn't make sense, like I would go for a run, and it would be fine, Then the next day I'd attempt it, and I'd just get the sharp pain, couldn't run for three weeks after that, and it would start to swell up again. It, yeah, it was really it was really confusing and hard. And then basically they were like, "Oh, yeah, you just need to take these pills and probably just not run a- at all." And yeah, and it God. didn't work. <laughs> God, that
1: must have been. Um, how do you how do you cope with hearing news like that that you might never run again? Like, do you do you believe it, or are you like, "Well, screw you, I'm going to prove you wrong"?
0: Yeah, a bit of both. Like at first, I was like, obviously really upset because I was like,
1: "Yeah, it's who you are."
0: <laughs> it's who I am, and also I think, you know, sometimes you go into doctors or these sorts of people that don't quite realise what that actually means to you and the delivery of the message is pretty shit. (laughs)
1: Like,
0: like I'm like... And then I I remember going in and him saying that, and then I think I went back maybe three weeks later, and I had a list of questions. I'm like, I'm going to throw all these things at at you. If you can't answer, like, X, Y, Z, like, you've got something to say for yourself. Um,
1: Good for you. Yeah, I wonder how they feel about that, like, being uh, sort of challenged. I I, I think they'd appreciate it, right?
0: uh, Yes and no. (laughs) I I think they definitely wouldn't because – And I've actually, I've thought about this a lot recently, especially with like COVID and like people challenging other people's opinions and then challenging professionals in that area kind of thing. So it's, it's interesting, but to me, I like, I felt fine doing it because it, no one could give me an answer that made sense. Yeah. until I got there, I wasn't gonna completely give up. I mean, I felt like I almost did a little bit, but at the same time, deep down, I was like, "No, there's got to be some other answer to that." So I kept, I tried like an osteopath who I honestly could not tell you what she did. Like I, yeah. I felt like it was like some weird voodoo kind of thing. But <laughs> <laughs> what like, but like like like,
1: ac- like acupuncture? No, or what? it was what like
0: she kind of like held my leg like 20 minutes i, could, I
1: couldn't <laughs> feel
0: her doing anything whatsoever but apparently she was like moving her fingers and i was like literally you're doing nothing but okay we'll see what happens here maybe there's something weird going on that's going to fix me uh, <laughs> not really sure if that did work but but um, god
1: you'd, you'd try anything though wouldn't you
0: oh yeah definitely mm. um yeah then there's yeah i think i would have probably just go on to anyone until Mm. someone gave me an answer, which eventually I did. I got a second opinion with another MRI, and he was like, oh, yeah, you've just got a cyst in here and a little microfracture. We can fix that with a keyhole surgery. I was like, what? You're telling me? Like, I could have had this done, like, a year ago and not be out for two years, so, yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. That that doctor that said you might never run again, I wonder if he's aware that you've um, you've got the national titles this year for the 1,500, the 3,000, (laughs) and the 5,000.
0: Yeah, I've, I've... I've definitely thought about sending a nice email. My, I just thought I'd leave it there. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You must have had time to sort of ponder this or think about this. How how would your life look without running?
0: Um, how,
1: What sort of a void would it leave?
0: Yeah, I have thought about it, but because I'm back running, I've tried not to too much. It's just more I'm just really appreciative of the fact that I can run yeah. now. I think what was what is really interesting now is that I had that two years off of almost like kind of had given up kind of and like this is almost back to those old habits like the first thing I thought was like oh my god I can't run I'm going to turn into an elephant how is this gonna work (laughs) like that like uh, like I shouldn't think like that that's stupid but I think what it really allowed me to do is realize like you know there's more to life than just running and there's other things I can do and yeah it was I think it was really good for me to kind of sit back and have that time off to be able to do that but also like someone actually said to me it was on the side of the track I was watching and I think I was recovering from my surgery and they're like oh well maybe this will just tack on an extra two years to your career and I was like I'd actually never thought about that
1: that's one way of looking at it isn't <laughs> I was it? like
0: oh that's actually kind of cool maybe it will <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: and then you start to see so- stories recently of like 38 year old 37 year old mums like Breaking American half marathon and marathon records, and I'm like, you know what? I think maybe this is something that's actually worked out better for me. <laughs> so
1: absolutely, yeah. And and, and if you look at the, the men's equivalent to what you do, Nick Willis, how old's Willis now? What's he? he he's still doing sub four minute yeah, miles. 39. 30, yeah, bloody old. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> remarkable what he what he's done and what he continues oh, to do. Very very
0: good, especially for what was it is it twenty years now he's done that? Yeah, twenty consecutive break. years. Yeah. It's amazing. Really amazing. Wish I could do something like that. Oh, who we'll knows? Maybe <laughs> maybe you can. Maybe. We'll um,
1: see. Do you do you think running is always going to be a part of your life, So even when you're no longer winning national titles and you're, you're no longer setting the world on fire with your time, so you, you still just do it for fun, for mental health, physical health.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'll, I think I'll always run. Um, we always, I always joked about this with friends who are in the similar kind of age group as me. We're always, we I think, probably five years ago. We always would have said, "No, never, no way would I ever do masters." And I don't know whether I would still completely compete once I kind of got to like maybe over 40 but I think yeah there's always something there and for me like I'm still involved in sports so um, there's kind of like I guess the administrative side or like creating things that I would want for myself but kind of later on down the line whether that's events or um, I coach as well um, with Lydia O'Donnell and the Femi Kanakuru so
1: yeah, yeah, oh Lydia's fantastic. Hey, yes, she's, she's amazing. Her and uh, Esther—they do an amazing job.
0: Yeah, and like so enthusiastic about the whole thing. It makes it really exciting to be a part of, and yeah, keep just keep on kind of giving back to the sport, which we always had given ourselves.
1: Yeah, yeah. when you're when you're training, what does an average week look like for you?
0: I I'm very like high mileage based, so in the winter, um, anywhere between kind of 110 to 140. 140 um, is probably like right up there, but I will likely try and hit. A few more of those this winter. Um, that'll be, you know, there'll be a workout or two in there um, and a long run. I like to kind of run my long runs hardish. <laughs> so, yeah, like what's, yeah. what's what's
1: hardish? What sort of pace? Are we um,
0: different? what? Are we, well, I, was, I was doing like two hour runs, probably averaging somewhere around like four ten pace. Oh my about. god, that <laughs> is quick. So yeah, I mean, there are definitely people that run a lot quicker than that, but at the time, that felt pretty fast. Um, and that's kind of starting out a wee bit slower and then cutting down. So yeah
1: have you have you ever tried a half?
0: Yes, they yeah. haven't gone that great. Um I've done like <laughs> three.
1: What, when you say not great, what do you mean exactly?
0: Um I did well, so I did one. it was I was supposed to do it as a long run, so I wasn't supposed to actually do it that fast. So it was in Hawkes Bay, I think I ran like one twenty one, so I was pretty happy with that for a long run and kind of holding back. And then I ran Auckland half. Um, i have been twenty nineteen out awful on the day. I was still living in Hawke's Bay at the time and I remember I came up and I stayed at my friend's house in Takapuna, thought I could just like get dropped off at the start line. Now apparently all the roads are closed.
1: (laughs) It's a real mission getting
0: there. Yeah, That was a rookie mistake by me so I ended up running from Takapuna to Devonport for my warm up and I was like so dead. What's
1: that like four or five kilometres?
0: I can't remember but it was was too long. That's
1: a, a good warm up. Yeah
0: I was only planning on running 10 minutes so to have to run 25 I was like. Not happy about it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I think I ran 119 there. Um, That's
1: quite a hilly one though. The, the, yeah. the bridge is deceptively hilly, isn't oh, it? It is really It goes helly. on forever.
0: I remember getting to the top or near the top and I was like, oh my God, am I feeling faint? Am I going to get like rigor mortis? Oh, I need to slow down. <laughs> like this is not good. <laughs> so yeah, I did that and then haven't really run a decent one since. Although we did like a squad um, half marathon over lockdown and ran a unofficial PB, so that was cool to kind of do that off of basically not knowing where you're at at all, so yeah, that was good. <laughs> well,
1: what, what, what was that, that unofficial PB?
0: Um, I think it was like 118, 118.40 wow. or 20-ish, maybe, yeah, so. Jeez, yeah, that's it was quick. Good. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was good, off of doing, like, not a lot of, like, kind of, it was just more tempo-paced work, so. Yeah, so I was pretty happy mm. with that one.
1: And are you hoping to have a family at some point? Or where, and where do you see that fitting in? Like, a, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's, a, it's, a, it's hard and it's unfair because it's something that male athletes don't have to think about. Yep. But I suppose you're like, well, you know, do I do it before Paris or do I wait until after Paris?
0: Yeah, no, it'll definitely be after Paris. Yeah. Um, I still feel like I'm 18. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm ready for that yet.
1: Well,
0: that, that never yeah, changes, yeah, yeah. either. No, yeah, so that will be, yeah, a wee bit after that. Who knows when? Um, yeah. Yeah, knowing me, I'll probably get hit with, like, triplets all in one go, so...
1: Oh, my God, amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I always say that to my partner. I'm like, we're probably going to end up with triplets. That's the way it's going to go.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. How did you guys meet? How long have you been together?
0: Yeah, uh, we've been together for over five years now. I met through a friend in Hawke's Bay over at Deco Weekend. Everyone's dressed in Gatsby, so it was quite funny. He was actually... Hammered. <laughs> um, so, yeah, great first impression. Um, but, yeah, kind of just we did distance for about a year and then eventually I moved up and, yeah, it's pretty good.
1: Amazing. Is he a runner or anything? Or not at all. No? He hates
0: running. Um, he has tried to run with me a few times and he's actually, if he could train, he'd be a great runner. But, yeah, um, yeah that's not really his thing. He plays football. So, right. Um, yeah, pretty. he's pretty decent at that too. So that's always fun to watch and kind of have some other sport to kind of yeah, I guess be involved in on the side so yeah.
1: Yeah. Um is he quite supportive comes and watches you at the track and
0: Yes, although just, this, <laughs> if you're not into running it's a bloody
1: boring thing to watch, <laughs> is it?
0: Yes, I think it's been interesting kind of trying to explain to him <laughs> how running works. Um and I will I'll it's been really funny actually. What what do, you kinda, mean, what do
1: you mean explaining how it works?
0: Well, he's like what did he say to me when I goes I think we came down to one of the races we had um, as a squad meet, and one of my one of the girls in the team kind of arrived a wee bit late. She wasn't racing. She was like, oh, what's Laura trying to run? And he's like, I have no idea. Like, how long is this race? <laughs> so just completely <laughs> had no idea about the whole thing, which is quite funny, but um, I've got into the habit of trying to kind of give him, here's my race plan. It might not work, but now that you know, you'll kind of watch this and sort of be able to see how it plays out and – Luckily, actually, every single race plan is worked out exactly to a T this season. So he's kind of seen how that happens and why things happen. But I do get questions like, you know, why do you need to pace it? Why can't you just go and run and just do it yourself? Which is actually a pretty valid question. (laughs) And I actually found that kind of hard to explain. But, um, yeah. Yeah, How how would you
1: explain it? Because it's not – unless there's a headwind, you're not getting the same sort of um – It's not like cycling, you know, where it makes a huge tangible difference if you're sitting on someone's wheel. Uh, Does it just take the thinking out of it for you that you can just, like, sit on someone's?
0: Yeah, I think definitely taking the thinking out, but also what I've actually found, and it's actually helped me explain it a wee bit more, is I've had a couple girls pace through 800 um, for the 1500 recently, and I just, I feel more relaxed. I'm like, okay, cool, we should just do a sit, run like them, (laughs) Um, and just... Yeah, just try to stay as calm as you can until it's then your turn to, like, really go for it. So,
1: mm. yeah. And w- what's the story with the pacer? Like, if you're a pacer, do you have to pull out? Or if you're feeling really good, can you... Yeah. <laughs> you can keep going? Yeah,
0: no, you can keep going. Um Yeah, you can definitely keep going. And, like, obviously, us who are being paced, we want you to go for as long as you can.
1: yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah,
0: usually you'll pull out at your... at the distance that you're meant to go to or you know if you're really off the pace they might jump out because they don't want to kind of screw the race up for you or if you're feeling really really good just keep going (laughs) There's, there's definitely been times where pacers have tried to just keep it going and they actually finished the race i did that a about a year or so ago for a group of girls, and, oh, that is a nasty way to finish a race.
1: <laughs>
0: but, yeah, it's it's pretty fun, so, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, so you've you've got to the, um, the end of the um, the New Zealand track season now, and you're unbeaten, and you've got all the national titles and everything. So how long do you have – what does a break look like for you now?
0: A right, break? Um, so I haven't run for the last four days, but then did my first kind of like 20-minute jog today, um, and then I'll just kind of run every second day for – at least the rest of this week, maybe another week, depending on how I'm feeling. But it's one of those things where you get to the end of the season, you're ready for a break, but you're also so ready to get back into training and mileage and everything. Yeah. Um, like in the winter, obviously, was doing quite a lot of miles. And then as it got to track season, it was a little bit less. And I was like, oh, man, I want to do more. But I know it's kind of silly to do that. So, yeah, um, you don't take a full <laughs> a few mm-hmm. weeks off so yeah just kind of slowly get back into it again but without losing too much fitness otherwise that can really hurt <laughs> yeah
1: what are you like before a race are you a pain in the ass to be around for a couple of days or are you quite quite zen about the whole thing
0: um i mean there's been a lot of pressure yeah. on you
1: this year i guess of all years
0: yeah i try and be pretty relaxed and pretty like try not to be too serious because it just kind of takes the fun out of it although this year i've been quite nervous before a lot of races which is Unusual for me. Was well, that to because you've
1: been like red hot favourite for all of them?
0: No, it's probably more. It's a lot I guess, of pressure. Not pressure. It's probably yeah. more just the whole. Like I used to. I, <laughs> I know it's weird. I keep saying all season long that I felt like a phony, but I was running these fifteen hundred races that I just never felt like that was my event. Um, maybe it's just because I, for so long, had never really done them, and I think that's probably why. Like I never. You never knew if the race plan was going to go right. It's only three and three-quarter laps. Like, you don't really have a lot of time to just, like, rethink things or change something up. And once you go, you basically have to go. Like, you can't – it's really hard to do, like, a second surge or anything. So just – yeah, I guess I just hadn't really had that confidence in myself over the distances that I was running.
1: Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's, it's all worked out remarkably well, hasn't
0: it? Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty happy. I mean, it couldn't really have gone too much better.
1: And how's how's your mental health been? I mean, there's been a lot of lot of chat about that recently. I mean, there was the um, sad death last year of Olivia Podmore of yep. cycling and women's tennis. There's been a lot, lot of focus on that and gymnastics at the Olympics. Yep. A, it's, a, it's a lot of pressure at this level.
0: I actually had a thought about this a wee while ago. I think it might have been just after Sir Graham Douglas meet. Obviously, the level I'm at is still relatively low compared to, like, world, world stage. Yeah, domestic, but,
1: but still... I
0: guess when you, you're you getting a lot of people coming at you constantly, and I need, like, I'm not great at staying off my phone, so obviously you do oh, scroll sorry. a lot, <laughs> so it's really hard. So, And I just remember being, like, I think I was talking to one of the girls on the team, actually, and just, I was like, I just feel like it's a lot right now, and I just need to, like, throw my phone away, and, yeah, I... I yeah, it, that was probably the one time where I was like, okay, now I kind of understand what people say when the, and when it gets a bit too much. Like Sometimes it is hard to understand until you've actually seen it yourself or been a part of something that, that is where that happens. So, yeah, I mean, I, I've been pretty good, like, com- yeah, been pretty good, but that was just kind of one sort of element where I was like, wow, okay, this is not really that much, that high of a level, but still is... It can be hard because you're managing yeah. yourself basically. <laughs> yeah, absolutely,
1: and you, you want the best for yourself. What, what, what was it on your phone? Were, uh, was it articles about yourself, or was it comments? What was it?
0: Oh no, well, so. I mean, I guess I I do a lot of things. I'm notorious for probably not saying no. <laughs> um, <laughs> like obviously, I have a job. I'm coaching. I have like friends, but you're also trying to you're trying to promote yourself too at the same time because. Um, yeah, I've, at the end of the day, you've got to pay your bills. So at yeah. some point, like, I'd love to be able to go and run full-time for whatever that looks like. And, yeah, I guess you're trying to put yourself out there um, as best you can, but without – yeah, it's it's really hard to explain. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, yeah, you're trying to self-promote without doing too, too much. Um, and that's been something that we've tried to work, work with with our group too, just to try and build that and really create a cool women's um, – community of runners um so yeah yeah it's just a lot <laughs> sometimes yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah you've got to learn how to say no. it's hard though like you, you want to say no and you know you should but then you don't want to miss out on opportunities do you
0: exactly and that's like you know you have really big time athletes and stuff they have managers for that and yeah and they just take care of all that kind of stuff. But um yeah, when you're at that lower level it's just kinda hustle. <laughs> just
1: keep yeah. <laughs> keep going. Uh, I was hustling for scraps. Have you got yeah. have you got some good sponsors or
0: Yeah, we have some yeah. really good supporters with our group and then I also um shoe science via New Balance. And New Balance has been um a kind of big one for me over the years. Um just kinda of helping out with gear which goes a long way especially when I'm running as much as I am and you know have to throw away a pair of shoes every eight weeks <laughs> kind of thing so wow. yeah so that that have been really awesome um, and we have a few that are around our group too which definitely helps when you're you know just little bits here and there so yeah
1: yeah well, I'm really excited to see what um what is next for you. Um, hopefully that Olympic dream come. God, oh, wouldn't that be something special? Make yes, it to it the would
0: Olympic be. Games. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it would be
1: un- unbelievable. And hopefully the world's completely back to normal then, so you can get the full Olympic experience. And
0: yep, <laughs> yeah, definitely that would be pretty cool. I think um, Tokyo sounded like it was really uh, hard on a lot of athletes. Challenging, yeah, yeah and yeah. very. Not quite the experience they would have thought, but at the same time, it's the Olympics. So obviously, you, you know you do what you've got to do to get there. So I think. Um Paris will be amazing after the last few years.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. Hey, we will just end with some quick fire questions. I love those. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you What do you like to listen to when you run? Or you, do you listen? To, say you're going out for that two hour long run on your own. Yep. Do you, do you have music on or podcasts yes or
0: yeah? No, I've got music on, um, and I have a range of everything. My partner's pretty big into music, so he'll flick through a whole bunch of stuff. But um, yeah, I've got a whole list of random songs, random genres that I feel like each song kind of has like a different sort of thing that is in my memory sometimes i'm like running and i'm listening to it fully other times I'm um, that beat has like made me imagine like i'm running in the olympics or something. <laughs> <laughs> then all of a sudden i drop a really quick k and i'm like settle down settle Laura.
1: Down. <laughs> Calm down. god i need to get your playlist if it's going to get me running four minute 10ks yeah. um for, all for it what's your favorite place to run
0: oh hawks bay uh really? home yeah i just i really like it there i know so many loops um there's – yeah, I just really like running in Hawks Bay, yeah.
1: Yeah. Your favourite show? Oh, New Balance. New Balance, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually really like
0: the 1080s. Um, I've had Achilles issues recently, and they've got a nice little soft back that doesn't quite push on that part, so yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Do you prefer to run alone or with a crew?
0: Uh Definitely with a crew. Um, we've got a really great group of girls. Yeah, I've, there are times where I definitely like to run by myself and just kind of zone out, but um I just find when you can run with a good group of people and get a great convo going, like – yeah.
1: Helps, helps pass the Ks, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. Do you prefer summer or winter for running?
0: Summer, 100%. Really? <laughs> yes. But you live in
1: Auckland now. It's awful here in summer. Oh, it's so humid.
0: No, I love the – I just like the heat. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm such a summer person. Like, that's me to a T. I will be at the beach any chance I can get. So, yeah, summer. <laughs>
1: right. What's the, uh, what's the worst injury you've had?
0: Nah, the knee, just because it took so long to figure out and, like – Knees are so hard. There's always something going on with the knees.
1: <laughs> People assume that just you, you, because you're running, you, you are going to end up with fucked knees. But I say to them, no, I don't think that's necessarily the case. No, I don't think I don't so know.
0: either. I think um, if you can get like your strength and all that stuff right, um, you can do it fine. Um, it's just making sure and like being really aware of your body and knowing when things are off and... I mean, I have a good group of people around me. Like, I go see a chiropractor and a sports or <laughs> like, The whole, you know, the list of things. But um, just to kind of keep me... Line, but I'm running so much that yes, those injuries will pop up because of just the added. overuse. Yeah, it just it just happens. So, yeah,
1: yeah. runners high is that real or a myth?
0: Oh, definitely real. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yep. Oh, it is for you because you're <laughs> always bloody winning. <laughs> uh,
0: not quite. But no. Yeah, <laughs> no,
1: so yeah. do you think it'll, it'll always be part of your life? Like, even if it's just, um, yeah, you know, getting out for 10k at a slow pace, yes, yeah. definitely.
0: Um, yeah. Who knows? We always kind of joke about like being like the old ladies, like oh, I remember back in my day, I used to run these kind of things and like doing really slow laps around the track. But you know, still doing it, it, (laughs) eh? Still doing it. It's so
1: good. Hey, lovely to meet you.
0: You too. Thanks for coming
1: over and best of luck for everything. I mean, it's been just a phenomenal year. It's incredible. Cool. Thanks. Oh, you made it to the end. Thanks very much. Hope you enjoyed that. Laura Nagel, uh, big things coming from her, and she still has a lot of work to do to make it to the Olympics in a couple of years. But if anyone can, I'd put money on her. Thank you very much to Triumph and Disaster for sponsoring this episode of Runners Only with Dom Harvey. Love having you guys on board. And thank you very much for listening. Really, really appreciate all the kind comments on uh, Instagram. By the way, you can DM me, Dom Harvey NZ. That's uh, my um, Instagram name, or uh, message me, uh, domharveynz at gmail.com. All the input, all the feedback is really, really appreciated, and I love having you guys on board. Thanks very much. See you next week.